Oh, I did make I did make one um, observation this week that I, I'm trying to tell as many people as I can. Okay, maybe this will go in the intro. <laughs> I just think it's really funny how saying I'm pooped and I'm wiped mean the same thing. <laughs> you came up with that by yourself? That's such a good, like, shower thought. Yeah. Wow, I was not expecting that to be so wise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, but we got to get going because I, I am pooped and wiped. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers that talk about movies as if our opinions matter, and I know what we're going to do today. What are we going to do today, Cody? (laughs) Today, first, we're going to talk about basketball for the third time in a row. (laughs) We're going to take on the universe with Candace in the newest Phineas and Ferb film. That's going to be our main segment. And then finally, we're going to find out one of each other's favorite animated movies. So without further ado, let's run that back. So I, speaking of basketball, I have started watching The Last Dance, which you brought up like a couple episodes ago. And I think that I've watched either six or seven episodes, and I think there's ten total. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. Yeah, 10. And it is, like you said it was going to be good. It's so much better than like <laughs> I was expecting it to be. And what's really interesting to me is that it feels really nostalgic to me, even though I was only like, <laughs> I don't know, three when a lot of this was happening. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's just like that era of like, you know, Michael Jordan being uh, super popular and... um we watched basketball a lot and the McDonald's commercials that they'll randomly show throughout the documentary Yep, just feels like a certain time that I remember being little, which I should probably say in case some people don't know, the last dance is a docu series that was done by ESPN, right? Yeah. And then now it's on Netflix. It's all about Michael Jordan and also the Chicago bulls in as they chase a championship in 1998. Is that it? And that's another funny thing is because I, I was so little and because I don't pay enough attention, it's exciting and suspenseful to me that I don't know if they win the championship in Are the 1998 serious? season. I don't know. I know that they've won, Has it was it five times in seven years so far? <laughs> what was it? Oh, like so far in the documentary. So far in the documentary that I'm in. Sorry, not so, so far, far in, in 2020. I was just saying, yeah, 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 in 2020, Michael I'll Jordan's about exactly. to take the the court. <laughs> but in the you know in the documentary, they've won five championships in seven years, right? Correct. Three of them were back to back, and then back to back to back. That's right. And then they lost. They did. They didn't get it. Well, and then they've won two. Mm-hmm. And um, now this documentary is taking place, trying to get a th- another three beat, right? 
Right. They said, all right, we'll have one more season. After this season, Phil Jackson is fired. Phil Jackson was the head coach. And right. Michael Jordan, who's, you know, Michael Jordan, best player on right. the planet, says, all right, well, if you fire Phil Jackson, I'm going to retire. Right. Um, so they said, all right, this is the last year. No matter what, win or lose, we're firing Phil Jackson. Because he didn't get and along Michael's with... Michael's leaving. Yeah, right. and, and that's kind of the drama. Um, right. Of everything that went on. But it's so much more. Let me tell you. Michael Jordan is the best basketball player that ever lived. That's, that's what I'm getting from this documentary. I, I don't watch a ton of basketball now. So you know what? Maybe I don't know. But watching this documentary, I like can't imagine being so dominant and let me say i don't think this is an unpopular opinion he's an asshole (laughs) but it's like it's like he's an asshole because literally all he cares about is being the best basketball player in the world and he doesn't care what anyone thinks about him um i i think that he could be difficult yeah i don't i don't think that he's a i don't think he's necessarily a i don't know i've never met him I've never met him either. I, I guess we both can't. Person or not. We like talking about Michael Jordan as if our opinions matter. That's the tagline around Which here. Which they don't. Which they don't. And it's it's really cool watching it and seeing like the other basketball players of the time kind of commenting on it. Right. And you know, everyone and goes getting into a peek it. Behind the curtain at Yes. De- Dennis Rodman and oh my god, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> He's crazy. But like <laughs> They were, like, punching each other in the face. Well, not punching, elbowing each other mm-hmm. in the face and in the ribs and stuff. And I, I remember uh, they were saying that, you know, you, you didn't you didn't uh, call it a foul until you drew blood. Um, mm-hmm. And and that That's, was just a different thing to see. You know, people talk about basketball players nowadays flopping when nothing happens. Mm-hmm. We were seeing people getting hit in the face down, and they would get up and act like, oh, yeah, nothing happened. It's that, cool. That was the thing on the basketball court. No blood, no foul. Well, let's talk about the real star of uh, The Last Dance, Phil Jackson's 90s mustache. (laughs) That's where he gained all of his power from. (laughs) Right. And not just his 90s mustache, but Michael Jordan's berets that he wore everywhere he (laughs) went. Kangol hats. It's ridiculous. I don't know if, like, you don't want to say much about it because I haven't finished it, so it's probably not easy for you to talk about since there's spoilers well, for me. Just, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that you don't know who wins that 98, right? 98 title? Yeah. Um, the thing that stuck out about it to me was remembering just how dominant he was. Yes. Just how he was just capable of more than everyone yeah. else. It was like yeah, the exactly. laws of physics didn't apply to him. Who's Michael Jordan's level now? Uh, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Maybe, maybe Kevin Durant. The thing is now, to me, what the the thing that separates Michael Jordan from everybody else was like the killer mm-hmm. will. The mm-hmm. he didn't want to be friends with anybody. He didn't want to, anything he had to say to get in your head to piss you off to get you you know playing emotionally instead of logically. That's what that's what separates him from everyone else because yeah. they were really good players back then. Mm-hmm. And to me, Kobe was that way. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook is that way. So the things that specific um, trait in Michael Jordan mm-hmm. 
Russell Westbrook is probably the closest, in my opinion. That's not a terrible, terribly popular opinion, um, right. but that's to me. But as far as like who's the best basketball player right now, it's I mean, people I, I argue about it all the time with uh with with like people at work and, and friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But speaking of um, documentaries that made you feel very nostalgic, I watched a documentary on Netflix uh, this week called High Score. Uh huh. It's about the early years and rise of video games, mm-hmm. and it was so cool. Um, but it got it, it ended, and I was like, I wonder how much those you know Sega classic things are, or, you know, <laughs> Super Nintendo classic things. They're expensive. You don't need it, Matt. I know. Just get yourself Tony Hawk, and you'll be you'll be you'll get the nostalgia that yeah. you want. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, hey, I thought that I had a Segway, but... Turns out it was just a regular scooter. Exactly. There we go. There we go. And you know what else is funny? Phineas and Ferb. Okay? And Phineas and Ferb, which I I never expected us to be watching it. It was almost like a joke to, to watch Phineas and Ferb for the podcast. But continuing with our unconventional movie choices (laughs) (laughs) this week we watched phineas and ferb candace against the universe a new animated film on disney plus i think it's a disney plus original and i wanted to start off saying what's your history with phineas and ferb because i it came out it was a tv show on disney channel more when i was younger and i know i haven't seen every episode but i have to have seen most of them a billion times and i just absolutely loved that show when it was on tv i'm i'm wondering about you because i know you like cartoons and everything but were you watching it when it was on um it was more one of the shows that you watched that i was like Uh this is kind of funny okay it's it's probably in that same category as like the fairly odd parents Mm -hmm. where like i wasn't really watching that stuff it wasn't but, your era. Right. But if you had it on, I wasn't going to like make you change it. Right. Okay. And I, I feel like I feel like that's an important thing to know going into us talking about it. Um, before we get into what we actually thought about the movie, just a quick overview of it is that in Phineas and Ferb, the TV show that this movie comes off of, Phineas and Ferb are two brothers that every day of summer vacation they decide another thing that they're going to do. And it's always big, over-the-top, crazy things where they'll build big robots or um, throw together like an entire concert for everyone and things like that. And Candace, their older sister, is always trying to bust them and get them caught with with her mom. But every episode, somehow, miraculously, whatever they've come up with, just disappears right when the mom gets home and and Candace is never able to to bust them and so pretty much in this movie what happens is she feels like the universe is against her because she's never able to bust them and through a completely random event she gets abducted by aliens and Phineas and Ferb take it upon themselves to go rescue her (laughs) and so you know a whole bunch of stuff happens throughout the entire movie Candace feels like she's finally special when she meets the 
ruler of this alien race that tells her that she's the chosen one that they've been looking for forever. And in the end, she realizes, she finds out that she's been tricked by the ruler and they're just using her and she's just like any other human being. She's not special. But she's able to, you know, reconnect with her little brothers, realize that they love her, she loves them, and they all team up to take down the villain in the end and save the world and have a great day of their great summer together. That's a very brief overview. (laughs) It left a lot of things out. But for the most part, that's what it's about. Um, And so what did you think of it? I thought it was a very long episode of a children's cartoon. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It had funny parts, and it's clever, mm-hmm. and there was some there was some good stuff. But it it was a you know a kids' cartoon show that they stretched out into a movie. Okay, and it was like an hour and twenty six minutes mm-hmm. or something like that. Obviously, Phineas and Ferb episodes are probably like I don't know twenty minutes <laughs> if that typically. So they pretty much. Uh, so they pretty much quadrupled an episode of Phineas and Ferb. Had to do some math there. I'm not usually too keen on doing a math like that. I didn't watch enough Schoolhouse Rock when I was younger. I watched more Fairly Odd Parents and Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> um, but I thought, while you're right, I, I like Phineas and Ferb so much that I didn't mind a long episode. And I thought it was... I feel like much funnier than you're giving it credit for. It had a couple of laugh out loud moments. Yes, it did. I was laughing pretty much throughout the entire movie. Of course you were. The animation, I will say, like wasn't, you know, miles and away better than just the normal animation of the show. Like you would expect it to be in like a big for a movie. special version. Um, that was one thing I noticed that when... You know, you think about an animated movie, there's, like, set pieces and, like, you know, just like a normal movie. It's just animated. It's a cartoon. Mm -hmm. But this one did feel very much like you're just watching the TV show, but it's going on for four times as long. I don't think the animation really, like, did anything too special, you know? Right. Not to say it's, like, badly animated. I just, uh, I will say that. It's a long version uh, of the show. Okay, is that going to be your thing? You're just going to say it was a long version of the show the whole time? No. I will say, I noticed there were a lot of setups and payoffs, and that's where the predictability comes from, I'll Mm -hmm. say, but also there were a couple funny moments with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some nice touching emotional moments, because I really enjoyed that the movie is called Candace Against the Universe, Mm -hmm. and the entire movie she feels like the universe is against her mm-hmm. like she can't win and part of her character's arc was coming around to flipping that script mm-hmm. and knowing that it's her against the universe like the universe should be scared of her that was a nice setup and for the funny thing i loved that doofenshmirtz the evil uh doctor that <laughs> their pet platypus who's a secret agent fights against don't know how i left that part out for all the listeners their pet platypus is a secret agent that fights against an evil scientist named dr doofenshmirtz i just felt like i needed to like repeat it 
in case people thought that they had like a stroke there for a second. Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. See, he likes it. He even has it memorized. But Doofenshmirtz decides to bring his chicken switchinator or whatever it's called. That thing was great. It's a ray gun that you shoot at something and it immediately switch that thing you shoot immediately switches places with the nearest chicken and so when they get to this alien planet to rescue candace and doofenshmirtz's daughter vanessa that also got abducted with candace uh like an like an alien dragon creature comes and tries to you know eat them he shoots it with the chicken innate or whatever he calls it and it switches places with the nearest chicken so then later in the movie, they need to get back to Earth, and he decides, oh, I have the chickeninator, we'll shoot each other, and we'll switch places with the nearest chicken, which is on Earth. And so he shoots them, and it just switches places with the chicken that they already teleported to the alien planet. <laughs> and I don't know why, but the simplicity of that made right. me laugh so hard. It did. That was funny. Because that's that was the nearest chicken is right. the one that they got here earlier. Right. And then later it shows him taking out his frustrations by just switching that chicken back and forth with, <laughs> with like the a stick. Because yeah. he's just so mad at how useless <laughs> his device is. But uh, it of course his they mind make it that you back. can change it to uh, the furthest chicken. Exactly, which... Now that I think about it, still... Oh, yeah, that makes sense, because every time they get another chicken, there's still another one that's right. now further. Okay, that makes sense. I wanted to make sure that the, the plot was airtight, and just like always with Phineas and Ferb, it was airtight. So uh, you're not going to find any plot holes in this one. I want to make sure everyone knows. You know what I'm going to do, Matt? I'm going to bring up a setup and payoff that was disappointing to me. Okay. I wonder if it was disappointing to you. And their friend Buford insists that they bring a canoe with them mm-hmm. because you never know when you're going to need a canoe. Mm-hmm. And so this canoe is pretty much Chekhov's gun for the rest of the movie, which is something that once you set it up in the first act, you know that that gun is going to go off. I don't know what it's at the end of the second act or something like that, whatever it is. By the third act. You know what? He's shaking his head. I don't know why we never look shit like this up before we start talking about it to make sure we're as airtight as a Phineas and Ferb episode, but I guess that's why no one has a podcast talking about our podcast. How does Phineas get his shirt on? <laughs> does, a, does have a strip, maybe from the bottom. It's a skinny <laughs> little neck. Puts it on like pants. <laughs> okay. Despite... A big giant triangle head. <laughs> Let's go back to Buford's canoe. So you know the whole movie that they're going to have to use the canoe for some reason. And in the end, they d- kind of don't need it. Like, they use it to, like, be the thing that they sit in, and they build wings on it to create, like, a plane. But they didn't need the canoe for that. They could have... Well, he also ties it to the back of the golf cart and swings it around and hits all the aliens with Which, it. again, you don't need the canoe for. You could use <laughs> any giant piece of anything around there so i'll be honest that one disappointed me because i was like oh they're gonna use this canoe for something funny and it just was it wasn't used a setup and payoff to me that i don't know that i would say was disappointing 
but like mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be, I thought the payoff was gonna be a joke, mm-hmm. and then the payoff ended up being like a plot device, mm-hmm. where I was like, hmm, I kind of want to know what the joke would have been. Uh-huh. But when she pays the guy doing the pedicure a compliment, I'm sorry, Candace pays the guy doing a pedicure a compliment, and mm-hmm. he gets so excited that he explodes. And they're like, oh, yeah, if, if they get too excited, um, they explode. And, you know, if you give them free stuff or, you know, birthdays are crazy. Also that when they explode, it sounds like her name. And she goes, Candace. Yeah, the, the, the like sound effect for exploding <laughs> <Right>. is Candace. <laughs> so I thought that they were going to set that up into a joke later. But then it ended up being just like she shot them all with the free T-shirt gun. And they exploded from from getting excited getting a free t-shirt yes and so he brings that up saying i felt like it was going to be a joke but you don't know what the joke would be you just wish it was a joke right instead of something that moves the plot forward yeah no i get what you're saying which which i did like that um you know throughout the 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 movie what phineas and ferb decide they're going to do is they're going to you know give candace a present to show that they appreciate her Mm -hmm. and so couple times throughout the movie they show that oh they have a present for her and she doesn't want to take it and so at the end she finally opens it and it's a coffee mug that says world's best sister or whatever i thought it was hilarious like just ashley tisdale's uh reading of the line of just like it's a coffee cup like i don't even drink coffee (laughs) i found that actually really funny and then it does end up being more than a coffee cup because it also shows holograms of all their greatest memories together throughout the summer. But I just loved the the voice acting there, I guess you could call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> where, uh, where she reacts to it. The last thing that I would say, like, I just really appreciated was that there's going to be music in it because it's a Phineas and Ferb thing. And Phineas and Ferb always has music throughout Which it. Which I forgot slash didn't know. <laughs> you didn't realize well i don't know what matt th- thought but i thought the songs were pretty good catchy and the writing was pretty funny they were yes they were fine i want to know how you get that job like Which how job? A, a songwriter is like i'm not gonna write like songs for like musical artists i'm not even mm-hmm. gonna really write for broadway not even for movies for direct-to-TV children's cartoon movies or direct-to-streaming or whatever. I think the writers of the show write the songs. That's impressive. (laughs) If if that's the case, that's what I think they do. And look, I'm not not trying to put it down at all. It's it's impressive nonetheless, but it's just just so funny to me how, how many different jobs are out there there in that industry just in general yeah Yeah. you could be anything and so i will agree with your mind to it yep (laughs) 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 so yeah i i i know what you were saying earlier you were saying that you know it was it was a kid's cartoon movie like that's what it is you know is that what you got from what i was saying that, yeah, from earlier you said it's a kid's cartoon movie. <laughs> what I took from that was that you believe 
this is a kid's cartoon movie. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. I didn't know if there was was... any subtext to it, but it seemed like just on the surface, that's what you were saying. (laughs) Well, here's the thing is I agree with you. I don't remember if I said that earlier. You did. And how I imagined it is while I was watching it, I was thinking, you know, I feel like if I was a little kid right now, I would probably watch this on repeat. Like, I would absolutely love this movie (laughs) because I already like the show. And like you said, it's just the show but longer, which is amazing. Now, since you've brought that up and earlier you brought up Fairly Odd Parents, I will say this is probably the, the nostalgia talking, but I loved Fairly Odd Parents growing up. And every once in a while, they would have like events where they would do like movies of the show. Right. And those did feel like different than the show. Like it felt like a bigger, higher stakes like event, you know? Right. And and I, I can see how this one just didn't really take it that far because you're going to sit here and say, okay, Candace is abducted by aliens and then those aliens come to Earth and try to mind control the world and take it over. That's not that much crazier than anything else that Phineas and Ferb get themselves <laughs> into. When you have protagonists that get themselves into that crazy of things, it's kind of hard to raise the stakes. Um, but that being said, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that although it was very predictable, I, I think little kid me would would have loved it. And so I feel like I don't know how many little kids are listening. <laughs> Watch Phineas and Ferb Candace against the universe. So, how many little kid stars would you give it? <laughs> I'd give it little tiny little. I I really liked it. I I I would give it, you know, four stars. I would. I'm rating it on a different scale than I rate something like. <laughs> the dark night but <laughs> but it's for what it is i'd give it four stars i feel like <clears throat> i feel like it's a solid three mm-hmm. if i've got um if i'm babysitting some kids or something like that mm-hmm. and they want to put something on tv i'll put something like this on tv because it's something that i can tolerate yeah but that's about the value that that i have in it Matt hated this movie. I didn't you hate it. See, you should see the exhaustion on his face. And it's uh-huh. not from it's not from a shift a long shift at work. It's from Candace against the universe. <laughs> this movie was Candace against Matt. <laughs> I will say I also liked that it was like a Candace movie because we've seen Phineas and Ferb all the time. It's kind of that was like a different reflection on the like um, on the formula, I would say, is having Candace be like the main character. Did you look up the cast like who played who? I didn't because I saw Ali Wong's name in the credits and I want to know who she played. She was um, I can't believe that I didn't mention this the whole the whole time. We've already done our ratings for it. But we're coming back to this. Ali Wong played a character that is one of my favorite character names I've ever heard. It was Super Super Big Doctor. And that was the name of the, I guess, antagonist alien that ruled the entire 
planet that Candace goes to. Her uh, name was Super Super Big Doctor. Did she say that at any point? That that was her name? Yeah. Yeah, the second that Candace met her. Oh. She said, hi, my name is Super Super Big Doctor. <laughs> and Candace was like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. That was Ali Wong. She's funny. She is funny. She's the she's the comedian that was like pregnant when she did her stand up, right? Yeah. She's hysterical. Mm-hmm. That is very much not for kids. Her stand up. Right. But Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. That's for kids. Sure. Okay. Now that we've hobbled our way to the ending of talking about Phineas and Ferb, Candace against the universe, and clearly Matt wasn't super thrilled with it as as a, a film. He liked it. I'm not going to say he hated it, but he wasn't thrilled. We can talk about if that wasn't thrilling to you, What what is an animated film that you think stands up as a great and and why? And if and if you don't have one right off the bat, I I can tell you what what mine is. You can go first. Okay. When I think of an animated film that just to me does everything right. The animation is incredible. The story's incredible. Characters, my expectations of what it's going to be are subverted and it's actually got like an emotional core to it. I think of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, <laughs> which is very recent, but is probably just one of the coolest movies I've seen. I'm not even talking animation. Like, it, it's just cool. And the actual, like, when you when you learn, like, the, tri- the trivia, I guess I'd call it, but, the, like, the behind the scenes of how they did the animation and how they really, like, created the comic book look to it and how they... You know, when Miles Morales is swinging next to Peter Parker, Peter Parker is animated with more frames to give him a smoother look, and Miles has less frames to give him a clunkier look because, like, he's not as good and and things like that. It just really shows how much care they gave to it. And then the everything around it that I mentioned is just solid. It's it's so good. You come out of it really surprised at what the movie gave to you that's why it's i think just one of the greats and when you compare it to something like phineas and ferb it's kind of like you can't even like look at those two things next to each other also starring a hilarious stand-up comedian john mulaney is spider ham Mm -hmm. in spider-man into the (laughs) spider-verse what's your what, what movie do you think of um, the one we have this conversation all the time. It's so hard for me to pick uh, my favorite, but I don't one know that, if Spider Verse is my favorite. But you know, w- one that stands out to me that um, hit me hard and 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 kind of same thing that you're saying was Inside Out. Have you seen oh, Inside yes. Out? Yes, I have. It's just so smart and yeah. simple at the same time. Mm-hmm. Where it's a little girl moving to a new town, you know, leaving all her, you know, everything she knows behind, and how do her emotions handle that? Yeah, and it's just it's it's talk about a um, what did you say? A strong heart. Yeah, uh, uh, an emotional core. Yeah. I believe I said. Yeah. Talk about an emotional core to a yeah. story. 
just just I don't know, really great. Made me cry. Yeah, which which <laughs> you know, and both of those movies have a really good like I, I like they have like a good message cuz cuz Inside Out is teaching you about how you have to you know, give your emotions the spotlight sometimes. You don't want to like hide away the bad ones. You have to let them right take control every once in a while for you to function as a human being. And Into the Spider-Verse has that great, you know, anybody can be a hero kind of mentality. And Mm -hmm. there's more to it with Spider-Verse and there's more to it with Inside Out, but they have that driving force of of good themes and and a good message that they're giving. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think that that pretty much wraps up our weird Michael Jordan slash animation episode. (laughs) <laughs> Should have talked about Space Jam. That's Michael Jordan and animation. When was that made? 1996. So that was made after he was a three-time world champion? Mm-hmm. So that means he's about to start playing baseball in this documentary? Yeah, if you haven't gotten to where he starts playing baseball, then... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they I talk about wait. Space Jam in the documentary, too. I haven't gotten to Space Jam. Okay, this is... We got to... We got to turn this off. I got to go watch that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We've got an email at let's run that back pod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at let's run that back. Thanks for listening to two brothers who like talking about movies as if our opinions matter. See you.